Welcome to the podcast where we play video games for the wrong reasons. I'm Eddie. I'm Hannah. I'm Claire. And we are the Trophy Wives. On today's episode, we'll be ranking the Mass Effect and Dragon Age games from worst to best. These are our opinions, but unlike other people's opinions, ours are correct and this ranking is definitive. And objective. It's not subjective at all. It's completely objective and based on real real facts and no opinions whatsoever. It's it's subjective unless you disagree. In that case, it's subjective. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, since Mass Effect has been defrosted and we know there's a new Dragon Age coming out, we thought we'd revisit both game series. As a disclaimer, we love all of these stupid games, and even though we rank one the worst, I still love it compared to every other game I've ever played. Yeah, like our number seven game, I still have sunk about 400 hours in, so... Yeah, The bar is pretty high for these games. We love them all. We just love more some than others. The worst Bioware game is still better than 99% of games, so. So true. Oh, and just a little context of how we're setting this up. Full disclosure, we recorded this episode once before, and the recording was like two and a half to three hours because we just (laughs) could not, would not shut up about these games. So we're trying again. And this time we are setting a timer. I've got the buzzer in my hand, we're each, we're giving each game five minutes. We get five minutes to lay out our case for why we've, you know, go through the pros, go through the cons and lay out why we've ranked it where we have. Once the buzzer's up, we're supposed to move on. We'll see if that actually happens. And we're going to move on. We have to. In theory, we have to move on. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see how well it goes. (sighs) Okay. So we'll be doing our ranking from quote unquote, least favorites to most favorite starting with number seven dragon age inquisition which is going to be very contentious for some people i know timer's starting okay what do we like about this game gowns beautiful gowns it's fun for me to play i enjoy playing it like just roaming the hinterlands casting my little spells about like it feels fun to play it is so fun to play Like, I think of all, possibly of all of these games, I think just because it's so Mm -hmm. accessible to me being on PS4, I've played Dragon Age Inquisition probably the most out of these games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have like 40 hours of something insane. It's the most popular because it's it's the most recent one on, well, last gen now, but what was current gen consoles until very recently. So all the other ones were like previous. So a lot of people get into Dragon Age or Bioware Mm -hmm. in general by playing Inquisition first. And Mm -hmm. so I think that, which is why our ranking will be contentious is because this is the introductory game for a lot of people. And this is not our introductory game. This is our, the last game we played, apart from Andromeda. Claire, this wasn't your first Bioware, but it was your first Dragon Age, right? Yeah, like I played all the Mass Effect games and then needed more. And so I did play Inquisition first because it was on the PS4. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I played it first. Yeah, I had no fucking clue what was happening. Yeah, I remember how long it took took for me to persuade you to play Origins. Yeah. (laughs) It's got months. (laughs) I was like, no way, that game sucks. But so then I played Inquisition, didn't know what the fuck was going on and went back and played the rest. And then you played Inquisition again, and you still didn't know what the fuck was going on because Inquisition is crazy. (laughs) Like, for me, that's the biggest con 
of Inquisition is the story. I don't think it's mm-hmm. good. Like, I do not think the story's good. I don't think it makes sense. Um, sorry. I don't know. I just don't think it's great. I agree. Be- before we get into, like, the negatives with just story, I will say it's a really beautiful game to look at. I really love the art design. Um, I also like the crafting system. And when you get to a certain point, your inquisitor and the, and the companions can look like such baddies. They look fucking fantastic. By the end of the game, when you get to the DLCs, like that fucking shiny dragon armor that you can yes. get, like the Exquisite. orange one, or you know, and also that kind of like gold one that you can get in, I think it's um, the Jaws of Hakon DLC. Mm. Fantastic, great. I would say some of the armor designs a little clunky, but um, for the Inquisitor, but they still look really good. But what I really appreciate is the armor and armor design for all of the companions, how it's all personalized, but it still looks true to them, like, and how it can slightly change. Like, Vivienne looks fucking fantastic in her armor. Um, all Vivian does like, is turn looks, like, literally. Yeah, and, like, Dorian with his fucking, like, BDSM leather straps, styled in purple, <laughs> and Sarah in a little raggedy dress. Like, it's, it's, it look, it's a really pretty game. Um, and... I also like the, di- not everyone likes it, but I kind of like the dialogue wheel. It's kind of like, it could be better, but it's kind of like they took the origins and two systems and try to you know, meld them together. I feel like there's some room for improvement there, but it's a good sign. Yeah, it's like kind of similar functionally to the um, the Dragon Age 2 one, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, purple, green, what yeah. is the other color? Red. Um, but it still feels really flexible. Yeah. And I like how you get the dialogue options where they're like based on your character's history or a character trait Mm -hmm. that you've unlocked. Like it really allows for a lot of flexibility. And with more range of emotions as well, I think, because as much as I like like a certain personality hawk, um, you have to stick to that character. Whereas, you know, you can play with your inquisitor's reactions and stuff, which I... I think is really neat. And also I like the voice acting. Um, I think the voice acting is really good across the board for everyone. Um, it's all the bio faves. Um, they all come back. And um, and also it is the piece de resistance for our favorite VA of all time or our girl, Alex Walton-Regan. Um, she really makes it. No offense like the other three VAs, um, but I think especially if you're playing alpha human, she just like, there's no... Like, I feel like she is the Inquisitor voice, like, more so than anyone else. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I kind of agree. Apart from that, all the companions are great as well. Like, um, not my favorite Freddie Prince Jr. Barra character, but he does a good, really good job as well. I think they've really pulled out, like, the, the VA talent in this game is fucking fantastic. Like, you've got Freddie, you've got India Ravana. Oh, fuck. Sorry, <laughs> that's Hannah? it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we we haven't gotten to the negatives yet. I know. I tried to get into the negative. You wouldn't let me. <laughs> I thought we had more time. Fuck. <laughs> this is exactly what happened the first time we recorded. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> this is why we have the timer. You have to have the timer. <laughs> can can we do another five minutes just for the next No. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't talk at all. <laughs> I couldn't. I kept looking at the timer, like, 
like, oh, there's one minute left. And I kept trying to like jump in and I couldn't. There was no time. <laughs> okay. Let's put like. Sorry, guys. Let's put two minutes on the clock for negatives. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. We got two minutes for negatives and we're not doing this again. We have to stick. (laughs) All right. Two minutes. Go. What don't we like about fire? All right. For me, it's the story. Um, Corypheus is a character who's introduced in a DLC for a previous game, which I think is corny to begin with. Um, There's zero sense of urgency in this game. Like this game needs a moment where like it's just win after win after win after win. For Uh the Inquisitor and the Inquisition. Without that, like, loss at some stage in that, there's no sense of urgency or purpose. So for me, it's just you're just dooting along this whole game for no reason. Right. It's not until you get Trespasser that it actually, like, is consequential. The entire game feels like a setup for Trespasser and Dragon Age 4. Um, I think that makes sense when you realize that Inquisition is basically the first half of what was planned to be one huge game yeah. like Corypheus is the fake out villain he's not the real villain he's the, the first fake half out it's so villain. long yeah the first <laughs> he's the fake out yeah. villain that comes along in the first half and that's why I think Inquisition kind of fails in storytelling standpoint but yeah 50 seconds I, yeah okay yeah I think the Eddie go I think the strongest indictment of the story is that it basically is the same story as Mass Effect 3 but you feel like way more detached from the actual goings-on because Mm. like Claire said there's no sense of urgency like you don't feel like things are on the line there aren't like like in Mass Effect 3 we had people you know actively suffering in the background to make your fight feel more meaningful like you Mm -hmm. would interact with them and like you'd feel their loss you would have your own losses like for example Thessia like, you needed that sense exactly. of to kind of make mm-hmm. you feel like this was a fight. And I also, yeah. personally, yeah. I I know Hannah says she liked the characters, but I kind of don't like most of the characters in the game. Like, I don't dislike them, but they <gasps> oh, feel no, a little incomplete like to them. me. I love the VAs. I love that. Right. I think the VA talent is top notch. I vary on how much I like the actual characters. Okay, Time. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I feel like piece of that. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Our well, wait, let me let me add before I get flamed. I do like the characters. I just feel like they could have more substantial attachments to the Inquisitor outside of their romances. Like they just kind of feel yeah. like my coworkers. I think, I think in general, I think there's just a sense of distance to Inquisition overall. And that's partially because of the nature of the Dragon Age universe compared to Mass Effect, where But if you compare it's to the other games, it kind of feels people. like that. Yeah. 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 The Dragon yeah. Age universe is about like lots. It's like all of the characters you meet are a main character. It's just that some, like the playable character is the person that is the main character in that specific instance. Like, you know, Morrigan is arguably like a main character also. All right. All right. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Anyway. Wait. anyway. Number six. <laughs> Go. Number six. Dragon Age 2. Okay. All right. I'm starting the timer. Go. Pros nope, of Dragon Go. Age 2. Um, the characters are good. Fenris, yeah. Isabella. Meryl, I guess. Anders, I guess. I mean... Even the characters I hate, they're all, like, well, very well-written characters, and that is the good thing about it, because I fucking hate Anders. This is an anti-Anders podcast. But I'm not going to say hate, because I know his fans have knives out there. So I'm going to say, well, I disagree with Anders politically. He is a well-written character. I hate him. 
Yeah, he's wild. Yeah, but you're like two one glasses saying I hate him. Yeah, no, she's risking it all. I I can say this without a wine glass, like. Anders fans can come and fight me, you know, because I'm comfortable with my opinion. Um, and he's the worst, but he's also very well written. Um, that's about I like and I like the personality system and I like the storyline, Tim. And I love Hawk. Hawk is great. I love Bethany. That's my little sister. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah, I love the twins. Yeah, the the twins are great. <laughs> Like some play people are like, oh, we like Bethany only, or they think Bethany's boring, and then people fucking hit Carver. No, we love both of them. They're both great. And if you don't like either of them, then you didn't play the game correctly. Like that's just the truth. It kind of feels like our only pro is the characters, which is that's- part of the reason why it's at number six. Yeah. Um, I will say also that some of the storylines, some of the like side quest storylines are like really good to flesh out the Dragon Age universe. Like mm-hmm. I think I feel like I learned more about Dragon Age as a world. <laughs> in two mm-hmm. that I did in Origins or Inquisition. Yeah. So I think those are like the strongest points, but really the the cons are everything else about the game. <laughs> Literally everything. It's good to be getting like the nitty gritty of like the ground level of the game, like how regular people go about their lives. But yeah, like cons wise, mm, let's get started. Um, <sighs> it makes me miserable to play. I've never yeah. been more Genuinely. miserable playing a game. Oh, wait, no, I love the romance system. Sorry, I love all the romances, apart from Anders. Um, the Femris and Isabella romances are two wonderful pieces of writing. Okay, but the rest of it, yeah, it's the the repeated environments. Yeah, and like I almost feel bad saying that in a way because I know yeah. that it was a really like stressful development time, a really like mm. unconventional period of time where they had to develop this game and like start to finish within two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the game turned out the way it did. Mm. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that this is the product that we're left with and this is where it's going to be in the ranking. Yeah. If they remade this game, it would completely change my ranking of it because I think the story's so good, the characters are so good, but, like, the ga- and, like I'm not a person where gameplay gets in the way for me all that often. Like, I don't really care if the story's good, but this just goes too far. Like, I just can't. It's it's, too rushed. It's too... And yeah, like Eddie said, I understand the constraints that they had going into it. Like, I don't think that makes it a bad game. It's just not one that I want to play. I do also think that, like, because we're kind of going back to kind of those linear stories, the smaller stories, stories with a big scope but it's linear kind of like god of war i think that dragon age 2 when people revisit again get a better reaction to it and but it is jarring when you go from origins to two and there's a reason behind that and it doesn't make dragon age 2 a bad game it's a really good game wrapped up in constraints that they couldn't get past essentially you know um and I also think that like it's a big thing. Like they they were experiment. They took a lot of risks and they took a lot of experience with the design, the you know the you know the the setting, um, the art design, especially the elves. Like the elves, I kind of love the elf design, but they take a lot of risks, and some of it works and some of it doesn't. But the but the stuff that doesn't work kind of drags down what ultimately make it work, makes it work. But I will say all the canaries are incredibly sexy. Yes. And yeah, that's a huge pro. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should look at this ranking again because I forgot how sexy yeah. they are. And I like that Femris is tall and sexy with like big green eyes. I feel like that is people go on about his character design like he looks like a Final Fantasy character, 
that's what makes them work. Apparently, you know, listen, um, like as a tall girl, I'm 5'10, 5'11 <laughs> when I wake up in the morning. Can't relate. And like, I, I'm a little bit salty that they had to make him taller than Hawk, than female Hawk, but like, it's fine. Yeah. Also, like, people go on about like Isabella's character design because it's like big city Isabella. But I also like it. Like, you know. Yeah, what's your bi? That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's a great game for bisexuals. <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, I can't believe we were able to get that within the five minutes. So we're learning. That was excellent. I mean, for yeah. me, I have nothing to say about Dragon Age 2. Yeah, there kind so of that a lot to say about that. Like, game. it sucks. I hate it, but the characters are good. All right. Number five on our list. This one's going to be controversial, but please hear us out. It's Mass Effect 2. And I'm starting the timer now. Mass Effect 2 is good, but like... It's great. Compared to the other games on this list, they're not as good. That's really it. Yeah. The pros, the combat rework that they did for Mass Effect 1 to 2 is amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. They really put their foot in that. I wish they had kept the heat sinks, but that's my personal mm. preference. Yeah, that was that was kind of fun. Yeah. It was like a different thing from all the other shooters. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest thing with Mass Effect 2 is that it contains my favorite culmination mission ever, apart from probably the f- the final missions in Three and Origins, which is the suicide mission. And the suicide mission is simultaneously the greatest thing to ever happen to Bioware and also the worst thing that's ever happened to Bioware. And that's like, and it, that's why Mass Effect 2 could be amazing. Like, it could be the best, but it's not. And I feel like because the mission's so great and the suicide mission's so great, it's like all the gameplay elements are there. Like, the urgency is there. The fact that you can get like send grunts into fucking the stratosphere, you know, as you scream because you've killed everyone and you, because you made shitty decisions. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't ultimately, but it, <laughs> It's all amazing and it's the best thing. It's the worst thing to have to buy away because they can never really top that apart from the last two missions in Origins and 3. But also the, the story doesn't support it. The story is not good. The story is essentially a pause. It's a detour from the main story. And how fuck and it's like essentially it's like the suicide mission, essentially the Reaper's mission. Do you, does that make sense? Am I like talking sh- like am I talking nonsense? Do you guys get it? Like, I think it makes sense, but Gerald's talking mad fast. So. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I just uh, yeah, I don't think the suicide mission is all that impressive to me. Like obviously as a gameplay mechanic, it does a lot mm-hmm. of things really well, but like the beginning and end of the point of the suicide mission is some characters can die. And like that's just yeah. not that compelling. To mm. me, and I think that's the problem overall with Mass Effect 2 for me is there's like the plot doesn't really move the trilogy forward. Like right. it doesn't mm, pick yeah, up exactly. It doesn't work as a bridge between one and three. Exactly. Exactly. Like that exactly. doesn't make it a bad game, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't serve any purpose to the overall plot. And I think where like Mass Effect 3 gets a lot of slack with not wrapping things up, it's like, well, Mass Effect 2 didn't do anything to wrap yeah, anything up. Wrap up. So it was kind of left you know, it was screwed when we, by yeah. the time we got to three. And it added like a completely other thing they needed to wrap up in three, which is the whole elusive man storyline that could have been wrapped up in yeah. two, but they saved for three. That they, and although I found that narrative ultimately satisfying to close in three, 
it should have really been wrapped up in two. Um, yeah, yeah, like bringing servers back in three doesn't mm. still doesn't make sense. And I agree, it's something they should have wrapped up in two. And like, and the way, and like, some of the characters ultimately feel feel quite throwaway. Not Miranda, but like Jacob. You can say Jacob; it's fine. Jacob and Jack to me feel really throwaway. Um, I know that like there's going to be men out there mainly who are like, oh, how dare you talk about Jack in that way? And Jack's also awesome, really like Jack. she's throwaway. Jack is really cool, but yeah, she's they great. didn't like she's do great. enough with her. Yeah, they, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't go anywhere. And yeah. Jacob's character is really throwaway, which is a shame. Like, I'm also his character. We could get into this in the romance episode, but it's ultimately pretty. His the the way he's written is pretty fucking racist. Like, um, and like when you really get into it, and then he's kind of a nothing character. Like, <laughs> I'll need a whole episode. To we do should that one. we should do it. We should do an episode about bio and micro aggressions. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's my biggest thing. And although they bring you like Grunt and Maud and the Miranda, who are like the best, um, it ultimately yeah, it just feels like a detour from the main event. And it bring and also I think it's like because they expect you to romance Caden or Moran and um, Caden or Ashley anyway, it's like, oh well you you've romanced Caden or Ashley in the first game. Maybe oh, see, I don't think they expect that. Oh really? Maybe they oh. will also it serves like maybe maybe give you conflict with Caden or Ashley regardless of romance or not. And I also feel like it was a way for them to push a romance with Garrus and Tali without Caden and Ashley being there. And that's See, not I me think- being anti those romances either. I just think it was those that was part of the reasons. Yeah, I don't think the romance has anything to do with it for me. I think um, I mean that's it. I don't Oh, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish your, your, your point, Claire. Well, I think Bioware overall, like every franchise, every game, there's like a canon romance where it's like, mm-hmm. there obviously is no canon, but Bioware is like, no, but this is what you're doing, right? And in mm. Mass Effect, to me, that's the Liara romance. And so mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, like canon yeah, and yeah, Ashley, yeah. and like, I don't think the romance has anything to do with it in Mass Effect because like you can still date Liara mm, in yeah, DLC. Okay, I just want to throw in that for me, it's a little bit jarring that we're taken away from these relationships that we build, romantic or otherwise, in Mass Effect mm-hmm. 1, to like meet all these new people. And then we ab- immediately abandon those new people to go back to our old friends in Mass Effect 3. Like, it's kind of weird to me. <laughs> so the writing yeah. overall is just not as strong as the other games, which I think is our main problem with it. Yeah, I think overall the conceit is just like to, to kind of jerk the carpet from underneath you. And then start from the beginning again. And I'm not sure whether that's ultimately worthwhile storytelling, even though I enjoyed the game. That's my final thought. Agree. Like the whole game is loyalty missions. And Mm -hmm. then the entire point of the game is you can kill them all. So it's like, well, what was the objective? (laughs) Maybe the real treasure was the friendships we (laughs) killed one way. (laughs) It did bring us grunt though, so... Yeah, I mean, I love it, but. All right, Eddie, do you want to introduce the next one? Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, number four in our ranking. I feel like these are all contentious. We're going to say that every time. But number yeah. four in our ranking, I think, is a well-deserved middle slot in the Bioware canon, Mass Effect Andromeda. Starting the timer now. It's a good game. Yep. Like, it is. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah, I think it's better than Mass Effect 2. Fight me. <laughs> There's jetpacks. 
There's jetpacks. Like it looks beautiful. <laughs> little, I really, I'm jetpacks. like, I really love the jetpacks. Um, it's a yeah, big, it's a big selling factor. Fantastic. It's top. It's fucking top notch. Yeah, like the whole situation around this game is like so politicized with the whole like i feel like there's a bunch of like gamer gate motivations and all this crap that has nothing to do with the actual content and playability mm-hmm. of the game like even before they added the patches like my first playthrough of that game i enjoyed it the whole way through like i had mm-hmm. so much fun i still have fun i still play it to this day. i had playing the game that yeah it's definitely replayable i feel like the story is while it's not as good as some of the other ones like it's still pretty strong the characters are great. Mm-hmm. Writer, I feel like, is a very like fleshed out protagonist that isn't a carbon copy of Shep, but still has like some qualities that we admire in Shep. Yep. So I feel like over a trilogy, we would have gotten a chance to really grow with them and mm-hmm. enjoy them as a character as much as we do Shep. Agree. I'm going to say something controversial right now. The, mm-hmm. and the Andromeda plot is essentially a Mass Effect 2 plot. And I actually think that despite Andromeda's faults overall as a game, it does the story of two better. <laughs> it's yeah, just like that the, people the were story harsher on it. Concept of two. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like the story people were harsh on it because we'd already seen it in two. Everyone was like, ooh, we've already had the story. And it's like, yeah, it's true. They've done exactly the same story, but I think it's ultimately executed better. Yeah, that plot doesn't serve yeah. Mass Effect 2, but it serves the beginning of a new trilogy. Yeah, so it's exactly. actually better than yeah. it was in Mass Effect 2. You know, I thing. think that if you reverse the stories of Mass Effect 1 and 2, the whole trilogy would make more sense. It would make all the games mm-hmm. stronger. Um, and I think that like the Andromeda, what could have been a trilogy, like started off on the right foot by doing that. And mm-hmm. so like I, totally. I think it's unfairly hated. And I just think, mm-hmm. like, imagine if Mass Effect 1 was the only Mass Effect game. Exactly. Like, none of the squad mates in that game are that cool yet. They're not developed. They didn't, you know, except Rex. Rex is the only yeah, one where, like, Rex, no, yeah. you started out you started out good <laughs> and never were not good. So good for you. But, like, everyone else needed time to grow. Mm-hmm. And Andromeda didn't get that. And, like, yeah. some squad mates, I'm fine not getting that, like Korra. But... Everyone else, I think, deserved a little more time to grow. Exactly. Yeah. And they could have been great. You know? I'm hoping they really that with the trilogy, I'm hoping that with the trilogy remaster coming out, that people are going to want to go back to Andromeda and give it a fairer chance mm-hmm. than they did before. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. Now that all the like noise is died down. Yeah. I'm also as well, like people worked on like the, the you know, the books with the with the graphics and stuff. I'm like, yeah, like massive Bioware's like facial animation isn't the best, although it has improved. It's not that bad. Like, yeah, like Bride does look a bit buggy, but I think it's a generally be- quite useful game to look at. I love the character's design. I think it looks, it's a, yeah, it's a good looking Mass Effect game. And if anything, Bioware games always have decent art design. I feel like, you know, they always have, a, and it's cohesive with Mass Effect as well, like the way it looks. Like it's yeah. uh, unlike Track and Age, which like go <laughs> like they can like they always go lurch from like different directions, different direction. Although I think Inquisition is like this is the benchmark now or like their starting point. It it, it looks like a Mass Effect game. It's just in a different place. Um, I don't think it's as bad like graphics wise as people made out made it out to be. Yeah, and I agree. Did we go through any cons? 
oh yeah cons i think i think it's just yeah it's like it was buggy like and my bits can feel a bit overlong to me and unlike eddie and claire i hate the fucking vaults Claire loves it because oh, it's like Sudoku, it. but I love yeah, it. It's like my, my least. It's my least favorite part of the game. Yeah, like um, I understand that I'm the weird one there. Like I don't think it's a good gameplay mechanic, but I loved it anyway. I think I think I think if it was shorter, I would have liked it more. It was just the fact that each vault level took it took like a good. 20 minutes to half an hour and I feel like it shouldn't take that long and I feel like it should be maybe shorter but and slightly harder does that make sense it should take you 10 minutes to do but it should be really hard oh but much harder if that makes sense yeah I thought the difficulty was fine (laughs) (laughs) wow that was really good we were so on time we were well all right uh, there was something I wanted to add but I can't remember what it is now yeah any like final points yeah, the jar romance is fan- fucking fantastic, and it's one of the best sex scenes pinnacle. in any game. I feel like pinnacle. All the romance male or female, like... it's done it. Top three by romance. I'm not me, like a easily. big alien, like a big creature or alien romancer, but I'll do it for jar creature. Excuse you. <laughs> That's right, Ashley. <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. Ashley Williams? Is Ashley Williams on the call? <laughs> yes, I'm here. <laughs> She's here. She has entered the chat. <laughs> uh, yeah, justice for Andromeda. Well, we're in top three territory now, which is going to be enjoyable. Who's introducing our number three? Can I take it away? Number three is a. I think we in our original ranking we went back and forth from it, didn't we? Um, because there's stuff about this game that like, I really loathe, loathe, but then there's stuff that I really love. Which is kind of how I feel about the older set of Bioware games. So number three is Mass Effect 1. The very first one. In all its 2007 glory. What are the pros? I, love I think it. it's a very good first game. Like Yeah, like the world building and the lore. It does a really good job laying everything out. Yeah, it out. keeps you engaged mm-hmm. like consistently throughout the entire game. Which is like very hard for a lot of games to do nowadays. And even like, you know, this, you know, the old, although I rag on about them, like, you know, the waiting screens and the fucking lifts in mm. the Citadel, like that's quite charming as well because they use that, you know, to yeah, go between that. different bits. I know, I love it. They should bring that back maybe. Yeah, I love how you um, get like little bits of lore in there, like Garrus yeah. would be mm. like mildly racist to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley would be mildly yeah. racist to someone. Kagan will be like, I should have brought a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't get that in games anymore it's just running around <laughs> being canadian no yeah like the banter and you know the little conversations mm-hmm. are so good yeah i, I think if mass like again like i'm really interested to see with how the legendary edition will turn out because i think if mass effect one was developed today it would be like the perfect game <laughs> um because i think that like my I love the characters, even though like they're not all there yet because they do develop with time. And I love the story and everything about it is great. I think it's just what I find personally difficult to play with Mass Effect 1 is the gameplay aspects of it. And like, it's just very 2007. So I'm quite yeah, it, interested to see how mm-hmm. it is updated. It plays like that boat in the Suez Canal. <laughs> navigate. <laughs> like, like that's how given. it feels to play Mass Effect 1. <laughs> Um, it's still like the gameplay doesn't bother me as much as Dragon Age 2, even though mm. probably technically it's 
worse, but at least the settings are unique and different. And I think it's really pretty, even though the graphics are not, Mm. I mean, it was made in 2007, like the graphics aren't perfect, Mm. but I think it's still more interesting. Yeah. In terms of gameplay, I feel like Dragon Age 2 combat is great. It's just the levels that are horrible. Mass Effect 3, the levels are great. The combat is horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Mass Effect 1, rather. Yeah. Like Pharos and Avaria are two of my least favorite levels like missions in any game ever mm. but i still am obsessed with this game yeah it's, it's like it's like magic. the I stories are great the stories are great for ferris novaria it's like but it's like that is it is it in novaria when you have to drive through that fucking long ass tunnel and it feel, it's literally about 10 minutes it's like stuff like that that a bit like that kind of drags it down a little bit if that makes sense mm. because yeah. those levels like with the corporate kind of intrigue of all and all that sort of stuff in there um you know and liara's mum and finally Lara. that's all fucking great but it's like the getting from a to b of it all that's what yeah. i find yeah that's what brings that's me good, down yeah that's a really good observation because what, like what's the vehicle called in mass effect one well, it's not the, the main mako. Map, the mako the mako it's the iconic mako i love so it bugged. <laughs> don't speak ill of the mako in my presence i love it it's a positive it for me <laughs> I'm I'm wave I'm looking forward to the new improved Mako in the like the the remaster. I hope they don't I'm change it. Like Keep it the same. I, I Keep I it the same. See, there should be like a toggle where you can make it have the same shitty physics as before. There's yes. just one level. Oh I can't remember the name of the planet, but like where you're going to find Liara, you yes. can like glitch yes. the Mako over the rocks <gasps> to fight the big Geth thing, and use the cannon on the Mako to kill it. And yes. I do that every time. So like having to fight so that good. on foot, Keep I'm not looking that. forward to that at all. <laughs> It's like when you stuck there for a good 10 minutes and you just like, should I even like bother continuing with this game? <laughs> you're just stuck in like a, like a dip. Yeah. Like the Mako, I think does, you know, run the risk of making people rage quit this game. But to me, it's a perfect angel. I love it so much. Let's bring it back. Right. I think we've um, gone under. The Phoenix. Are, I'm not done. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait the cut's still going. Um... The, like, RPG elements of this game, like, specifically Mm -hmm. the Phoenix armor, but just in general, how you're really able to customize your, like, your build and where you spec your points and, like, your, like, the inventory system sucks, but the RPG elements of this game that came out of subsequent Mass Effect games, Mm -hmm. I love and I wish they would bring back, honestly. I do like creating Shep to be the most scarred and traumatized person to ever exist i feel like yeah. that's really fun and um, yeah like i miss the backstory mechanics i feel like they don't do that anymore yeah. with the other games yeah. they like kind of make you do yeah. it as you go along but i i'm fine knowing everything going in i'm like give me colonist soul survivor yeah. it's done yeah yeah oh yeah we should also say that the only background worth doing for a full run is colonist soul survivorship Fankers later yeah. when you play the legendary edition I don't know what a spacer is. The spacer background doesn't exist to me. I might go Earthborn for Legendary, actually. Ooh, I might mix it up a little interesting bit. Interesting choice. Renegade. She's from the streets. Yeah, I did Earthborn my first one because I couldn't figure out how to not do default Shep. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. And I actually liked it. It was interesting. I think I will play around with some of the backgrounds when... Earthborn Shep is like, was, like, was a delinquent before they went into the Alliance, right? Yeah. 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 She's in like a 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it's the spacer one. Ultimately, I feel like the least connection to, but Earthborn's fun. Columnist is tragic, and I like that. But yeah, that's Mass Effect one. We're down to our final two. <laughs> Drum roll. She's just slapping away. <laughs> All right. Our number two. It's Mass Effect 3. Yes. Starting the timer now. It's a perfect it's a game. Phenomenal game. <laughs> it's so good. I won't the hear ending is any fine. slander. Like the ending's fine. Yeah. I don't really want to hear it. I'm over it. I'm over that conversation. What, what, the ending's fine. Get over it. I mean, I am interested. What do we all usually choose for the ending? Oh, destroy. Destroy, 100%. Yeah, me too. I did, um, the, the first time I got it, I did do Destroy, and then I did the Synthesis ending, you know, because I got the update, and I didn't hate it. And I was like, oh, this is cool because everyone survives, but then um, ultimately after reading up a bit more, I was like, hmm, no, Destroy. Yeah. Yeah, they added Synthesis with the update, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, to okay. me it feels like kind of a cop-out. That's like probably my main yeah. criticism of the game. Yeah. Like they just kind and of... I, backtracked and did yeah. what the fans wanted rather than what actually yeah. made sense for the yeah. story right and also i feel like because they yeah because they it was like a backtrack it was like kind of to appease the fans who were like, like pick a color um <laughs> i feel like they didn't really think through the implications of the synthesis ending and the like more logistically how does it, that work yeah the more you think no about idea. it the more kind of weird it is and the more kind of fucked up it is and the more it doesn't really make sense within the law of the thing. Um, and also yeah, destroy the story is most satisfying to me because that's what we've been trying to do for the entire mm-hmm. trilogy. Right. Don't give me another yeah, option exactly. at the end. And it's also the only one where Shep can really survive. Um, so, yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry yeah. to Edie and Legion, but... I'm yeah, like, and I'm a big baby, so if my Shep doesn't survive, like, what the <laughs> fuck was I... Like, why? Why? Why wouldn't I choose that? Yeah. Um, Right, but our but other pros, that yeah. opening other mission, pros, leaving Earth, the opening, <sighs> leaving Earth, Unmatched. fucking fantastic. Oh my God, like leaving Earth all the way through Mars. Like I am a Kate and Elenco romancer, so mm-hmm. Mars to me is like the peak. <laughs> it's the pinnacle. It's so good. I love it so much. Even if you're not romancing that person, like I did it with Ashley on my first playthrough because I kept her alive. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's like still such a good mission. All the missions are so good. Um, Tachanka. Yeah. yeah. It's my favorite one. It is. That's like that's one of the very few games that has made me cry. Like I was bawling after. Oh my that god! Mission. Wept, wept. You know, like priorities to Chanka. Like when you like, because normally when they introduce new characters, they don't always stick the mark. But Eve is such a perfect character. She's Her so story tying up with like Rex and Grunt and Morden. It's just perfect. Um, Fessia, that fucker, fucking Kai Lang, fuck you. One of the only cons of this game, but he's like such a good foil in that way. Um, all the stuff with um, what's her face's daughters. Um, um I know who you're talking about. What's her name? Oh, Shit. the the sexy Billie Eilish's mom. Billie Eilish's mom. Uh, <laughs> Samara. Yeah, her voice actor is Billie Eilish's mom. Oh my no, hold what? on. <laughs> I'm pausing the timer. Go look that up right now. Stop Samara's calling. voice actor is Billie Eilish's mom. Oh my god. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
I got the mechanical keys out. Oh my god! Right? Are you serious? All right, dead serious. Oh my! Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so cool. It's so wow. good. I love it so much. Like that's, that's my crazy. favorite. Like Billie Eilish fact. Not that I have like tons of Billie Eilish factoids, but like that's my best one. That just broke my just, mind. Okay. Does Billie know that her mom is like? iconic I has she Billy does. played mass effect oh my god okay th- I, we gotta know i have to know Billy Billy needs to have a cameo no her, no when they're in the club in the citadel when the netflix series eventually come, uh, like, just comes bad out guy, bad guy tech bad guy. yes you know when in the citadel dlc when shep does the bad dancing and her like kind of latex bodycon dress and everyone's making mm. fun of her for the bad dancing it should be just shep dancing the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> and joke is in the background like i'm obsessed with uh, this okay i know that's my f- okay i'm gonna start the timer again okay. hang on what, what no. were my other pros? Oh yeah, we were talking about the characters. I feel like this yeah. game does such a good job, especially in comparison to Inquisition, which came after, in like making mm-hmm. the characters feel like they were their own entities and like when they mm-hmm. would meet together on the ship and have their own conversations, that was so fun. I missed that so much in Inquisition. Like I don't know why they would not do that. I love that when you did like you know the way the Normandy design, you can like drop in on them. Like after is it is after one of the random missions and Tali calls her a bitch, but she loves her so much. And then she's, and Tali's getting drunk and she calls the straw. What does she call the straw? I always forget, even though it's iconic. Emergency induction port. Yep. Yeah. She, yeah. And like, you just drop in the moment. And I love like the design of the ship, like how you can pop in and all like the different people who work there, who you can like have conversations with. And um, I love the war of table room. Yeah. I just think it's a really well polished really well done game and i can play it from start to finish and not feel like i'm slogging through it like i can do with other games yeah i feel like part of that is because it's so linear yeah Mm -hmm. it's like we don't get in games anymore but like you know where you're going in this game and the pacing is so good and like the tension and the sense of urgency like they did such a good job with like the narrative design and else and i like that the pull that unlike in two that they pull the rug from under view but in like in good ways like we were talking about jack earlier but it's like they time the missions which i didn't know the first time around so like you have side missions that you have to do before priority missions and if you don't do them like there's consequences that happen good or bad yeah. and then yeah, if you don't go they, to save jack then she'll like become die. a reaper yeah. oh yeah yeah but yeah it's perfect we love it incredible good job bioware <laughs> The, God, best free. the best I'm so deals. excited to play it again. Like, oh, that's my God. God. That's what I want to, <laughs> to play through it again. Foggy through Ferris and Overy will all be fucking worth it for when I get my hands on priority to Chunker again. Yes. And I get oh that big ass truck. And even people who hate it can't stop talking about it. You know, it's just that iconic. You've got all the girls talking. Jealousy is a disease. <laughs> get well soon. Get well soon. <laughs> <laughs> They don't want what she has. <laughs> Shep looks really fit in it as Tim. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, that's our number two, which means we're at number one. Ooh. We made it. So the we've actually best. done a good job of like yeah. sticking to the timer. I'm really proud Especially of us. The last wow. Time. Yeah, it's Inquisition. It just throws us off track because there's just so much to talk about. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a whole this can feels of like a really loaded word here. I feel like it's me. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's play back this audio. Let's, no, no, let's not because I didn't want to think I've spent too much time thinking about Inquisition but all my opinions are right I just like reiterating them from time to time but my opinions are right about it just one make sure the girls know it. yeah one day I will go into maybe in the romance episode we won't one day we'll get into it but this is not today this is a ranking episode right okay so our number one favorite Mass Effect Dragon Age Cinematic Universe game of all time is Dragon Age Origins Woo! could it be anything else really no you got Alistair you got Severin you got Morgan you got Liliana you got Sten you got dog who else that's it that's all we need that's, there's literally a dog like, you got there's a dog it's so good everything's we perfect love we love like, Tegan the origins the titular origins are so oh, good I have no idea why they dropped the the other games Cause like there's nothing like playing through the backstory of these characters, getting right. all their trauma organically through gameplay. Oh my god, unmatched, perfect. Like if they added in that mechanic for Mass Effect <laughs> and let me like play through Shep's origins, the idea we'd be it. having a different ranking. But because they do that in Origins, like they immediately let you latch on to your player character. Mm-hmm. Like, even though the protag is unvoiced, like, literally doesn't speak, you feel so connected mm-hmm. to them because they have you go through these, like, formative moments with them. And they mainly really right. make you bum with those origin characters as well. Like, I think the best ones who does it, although I, I know you guys haven't played through all the origins, but I have. I went through all of them during deep into my first dragon age spiral and they're all really good in their own way but i do think kuzland and um um what's the city elf tibris yeah tibris or tibris and kuzland the city elf and human noble origins in particular are two really really good ways of storytelling that really get really get you invested in the story they get you latched onto these characters and then they rip it away from you and Mm -hmm. you never get that back Kuzlin, in Kuzlin's case, like, you can't get that back because everyone's fucking dead. To Brie, you can go back and, like, your dad's still alive and stuff, but nothing's ever the same. Like, you know, it, it, fundamentally, this isn't the same anymore. And it's such good storytelling that it makes you want to play more. And it, um, they're all, they all do them in different ways, but I think those two in particular are two really top notch. You can tell that, like, when it comes down to it, especially the Kuzan origin, it's like this is the one they're nudging you to play because Bioware aren't very subtle about it. Um, yeah, I think they knew that most people would probably do that on their first playthrough, so they like really mm-hmm. put their foot in it, which made sense and was a good decision. Yeah, like the Dwarven Commoner origin is also really good, but in a different way, and I don't I think, think many people want decently. Really they're good. all like good to great. Yeah. I think some of them are yeah. boring than us, but I like that because. They're all different, and they all give you a different lens into yeah. the universe. Like with exactly. everyone, you get a different perspective on how those characters would live their lives, which makes the game super replayable. Yeah, and also as well, like you, like in the Dragon Age universe, because you don't get in Mass Effect, you only play as a human Mass Effect. In Dragon Age, you can play as all these different races, and in Origins, they do a really good job of showing you how a human gets treated compared to how a mage gets treated compared to how an elven mage or just a city elf or a Dalish elf 
or a dwarven noble versus just a regular carter dwarf gets yeah, right, that's really like kind of it's, position, I feel. Yeah, it's, it's very good like show don't tell world building mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah like they really, this game does such a good job of just laying the groundwork for everything to come yeah. ahead of it, and it re- um, and it revisits the points in really good ways as well at different points in the main storyline. It revisits the origins, which is good. Like there's callbacks yeah. to it. Yeah, like there's it's relevant throughout the game and not yeah, just exactly. at the beginning. All right, so past the origins, what else do we like about the game? Like after the romances, first like- romances <laughs> for sure. They have the four most important, arguably, and most iconic characters in the Dragon Age universe, which is Alistair, Morrigan, Liliana, and Zevran. They are the characters. I know Zevran gets a bad rap, but he's iconic. We will hear no slander against the sexy elf. Does but he get are. a bad rap or does Bioware just forget about him? And no, I've I listened to like other stuff and podcasts. He gets shafted because people are like, oh, well, he's like Puss in Boots. Well, fuck you. He's great. And so like, is Puss in Boots, so... Exactly. Yeah, so what's the problem? Because they just don't like a slutty... They just don't like a slutty man who with a heart... Who doesn't apologize for it. They're afraid of what he has. Yeah, exactly. But they're all really lovely. Yeah, the romance is just fucking great. Um, just, the lands meet, too. Lands yeah, the meet. lands meet is good. All of these, like, levers have to be pushed in order for yeah. you to get the result you want. Yeah, so good. I feel like they tried to recreate that with the um, divine election, but it doesn't quite work because we don't know what <laughs> mm-hmm. is going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're not yeah. there for either. It's just like war table missions. And like, Claire, can we go over for this one? Yeah, I mean, right, I'm going to give it two more minutes. <laughs> okay. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. Yeah. The Landsmeet is just perfect. I think gameplay mechanics. And I think that they do a really good job of... Alistair is such an important mechanism here and they do such a good job of making his character integral to the story and the gameplay and to you when you're playing it, regardless of how you feel about him. Even if you don't like him, you're playing it wrong. Um, that, you know, and also they do a good job of making the game like a very compelling antagonist so that the lands me. For sure. I think he's probably my favorite Bioware antagonist. Yeah, he's really well... He's really well done. And like you, there's a lot of, yeah, like you said, like there's a lot of levers to be pulled. There's Anora, there's Eamon, there's Tegan, there's a lot, there's, and like all the different people you can meet along the way that help you. Um, and it's such a good culmination before the final battle that I really love. And we're not even getting to the final battle here. Fuck me. Oh my God. Oh God. I'm going to have to stop because I can't, I can't even think about it. <laughs> Did I tell the story the first time we recorded this about what Alistair did to me? During the final battle, yes. yes, but you should re- you should repeat it because it's great. Yeah, I'm gonna tell it we again. have forty five seconds. It's all you. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So I was romancing Alistair throughout the game. I decided that I was not going to do the old god baby ritual, whatever, with Morgan. Um, and so my plan was to kill the the archdemon myself and die. So we get to the archdemon. We're about to take the final blow. Alistair stops me. He tells me he loves me and that he can't watch me die. And he does the final strike himself and dies. I had up. no it's idea that was going to happen. Like, I think a lot of people don't even know that that can happen. I didn't and, like, know it the could fact happen. That it's disgusting. Origins has all of these, like, hidden story details of, like, you might not even have found on your first or your second or your tenth right. playthrough. Right. Is what makes it such a good game. Like, there are so many, like, hidden nooks and crannies. It's like an English yeah. muffin. The English muffin. <laughs> <laughs> 
You bite into it, there's all of a sudden like a burst of butter in your mouth. This onions, it's, it's, an, it's an onion, there's layers to it. Exactly. Oh my god. Did I mention last time as well that, because I remember you told, told me about this when I said, I think I read on Reddit that someone had, you know, they went to the, it was the same ending, they didn't do the the demon god baby ending. And they got to the, they got to like the top of the tower to fight the archdemon and they'd like romance. I think it was like Zevran or Liliana and Alice oh, yeah, stops them. And he basically says, that's like the same thing, but like, I've been in love with you this entire time. Even if you don't like, don't love me back. I that's can't crazy. let you die. That's so sick. That's so sick. <laughs> so I, I can't believe them. I really want to play it now, even though like it would kill me, but it is sick and twisted and it's fucking amazing. Like it's just, ugh. God, now I want to replay Origins. I know. Like, is there any person I love more than Alistair? I don't think there is. I just love him so much. Oh, my very good boy. Yeah, those characters like stick with you. They stay with you. Yeah. We didn't yeah. even get into the cons, but the cons are like so meaningless compared there to the pros. Cons. The brown teeth. <laughs> Another con is like the outfits. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. Like everything's just sort of brown, like grays and brown mm. tones. Like this is a game that could use a remaster. Mm. Like, but I don't need one to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It is. I would enjoy it if they did do a remaster because I feel like it's such a wonderful game. And because it's pretty old now, it prevents people from playing it. Yeah. And I feel like because a lot of people, like we said earlier, like a lot of people's introdu- introductions to Dragon Age Universe is Inquisition. And I feel like because especially while like the, the Origins characters in particular are so important to the overall world and the world building and the events of the Dragon Age Universe that like their importance gets lost in Inquisition. And mm-hmm. how iconic they are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah. in Inquisition, when Morrigan turns out in her low cut titty dress with the velvet that her and Liliana talked about in that one banter in Inquisition after like 10 years of not seeing her, I screamed. Right. The fact that they don't mention that in Inquisition hurts my feelings. <laughs> right. Like Liliana's right there. Like, have them talk. What are you doing? This is Liliana's, why Inquisition is the worst Liliana's of the Liliana's too busy skipping out on her therapy appointments, so she can't really make uh. it to that conversation. But yeah, I feel like the thing about in, the thing about Origins is that they just don't make games like that anymore. Like, no, no. one is making Man. games like that anymore, which sucks, because, like, it's such a good, endlessly replayable game. And I feel like... We don't need a remaster, but like it would be nice if there was a remaster, mm-hmm. just so like people. Exactly. I feel like I'm like trying to teach the kids, like this is how it used to be. This is how life mm-hmm. was. This is what gaming could be. It'd be like we paid our tuition with a grocery store clerk's salary, and we played Dragon Age Origins. <laughs> <laughs> there was no inflation back then. Didn't have student debt. Just Alistair and Severin. Imagine if. Origins came out today, like exactly the same game with just like updated graphics and combat, combat mechanics. It would just I'd never stop playing it. Yeah. It would be the best selling RPG of all time. Yeah, I feel like there's kind of like a return to the old ways, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going on right like, now. This would Maybe be a like good five time. years ago it would have flopped, but like right now, like right. honestly, yeah. That game would be going off. And right I now. honestly, like, once the Mass Effect remaster is released, you can 
bet your life that I will be cyberbullying Bioware every <laughs> single day until they announce an Origins remaster. I mean, it worked for Mass Effect, so we it just got to give it a Bullying shot. It works. I think that they should, they, you know, I think Stephen, Stephen, Claudio, due for another boost in their bank accounts from holding up the video game industry on their backs. Um, <laughs> apart from Let's Gideon. Gideon Let's as well. And they, they should get, you know, they, you know what they should do? They should, they should remaster it, but take out of all of Greg's MPV <laughs> NBC voice recorded dialogue. Oh my god, yeah. it with Allegra or like Gideon or someone. Um, that would be iconic. That would improve the game, honestly. That's the only remaster I need. Yeah. Forget all the rest, I'll do it myself. Yeah, and Colin is voiced by hmm. Alex Wilson Reagan. <laughs> yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. That's our ranking. Do you that's guys have all, any folks. updates, like any cool games you're playing all, right now? Mm. I'm literally about to go play Origins. Like, oh my god. Are we all still waiting for Mass Effect? Yeah. I, th- I think I almost bought Greedfall the other day, but I was like, no, because this is a bad game. Um, Bro, it's free on PS1 the other day. You should have gotten it. Yeah, it's free. It was? Fuck. Yeah. Well, uh, Not the on. other day, like two months ago. Oh. Um, okay. You should have told me. Um, I'm sure I did. <laughs> um, um, I'm like, I retweeted it or something. I've still got the copy of Ghost of Tsushima at my parents' house. Um, I haven't got my, my sisters haven't sent it to me yet, but I feel like I should get it sent soon so I can have like something to do before Mass Effect. Yeah, I'm just playing Yakuza. But there's literally like eight games to get through. So I don't even oh, know yeah. that I can get through all of them before, before Mass, Mass Effect comes out, which is very exciting. I started with zero. Um, loving it. Having the time of my fucking life with this game. So it'll keep me occupied. I do have Persona 5 to still play, but I find it really dense. And I have to be in exactly the right mood to try and do it. If that makes yeah, sense. There's I don't a, know a lot of- I love it, but... There's a lot of game there. Yes, a lot of game. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Trophy Wives. If you enjoyed this episode or if you want to send us, you know, hate mail, you can follow us on Twitter at Trophy Wives Cast and DM us your thoughts. We won't back down or change our minds, but we'd love to hear from you anyway. <laughs> if you agree. And if not, we'll just fight. That's fine, too. If you agree, also message us so we can feel superior and right. Positive reinforcement. Because I know there's people out there who agree with us. All of our friends do. So. If you want to be our friend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks, guys. That's it. Bye. Bye.